0: It's day 19 of Advent. I'm Herbie Newell, and this is the Defender Podcast Advent Edition. This podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services and exists to mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. Day 19, the coming. Matthew's Gospel in chapter 2, verses 1 through 12 says, Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who is born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared, and he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word, and I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they they went on their way, and behold, the star that they had seen when it arose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. You see, sometime after Jesus was born, a group of visitors arrived to worship him. Over the years, these visitors, the the wise men from the east, have become the subject of tradition and, and even of song. But who were these men? What do we really know about them and what can we learn from them as we continue to celebrate the anticipation of the coming of the Christ child? Well, the scriptures give us few substantial details about these so-called wise men. They're, they're part of a group of scholars called magi. Right? These learned men dedicated their lives to watching the stars and the heavenly bodies to learn about the earth and how it functions. Right? They were keen observers of the heavens above. And so when they saw the star that God had placed in the sky to announce the birth of his son, they must have known that, that something very exceptional was happening. This star surely meant something special was going on, and they had to find an explanation. So they set out in a traveling party to discover what this star was and why it was there in the sky. Can you imagine? A star that no one had ever seen appears and stood out from everything else in the sky. And that star didn't move or diminish. It was right there in the same place, night after night, like a beacon pointing to something truly beyond their imaginations. And when the wise man and and their traveling party arrived in Jerusalem, they caused people to take notice, right? They must have been a large party of people or adorned with the trappings of great wealth to get the attention of the people in Jerusalem, to even get the attention of King Herod. Right. Jerusalem was very different from Bethlehem. It was a bustling city full of all kinds of people from all over the world for traders coming in and going out. So these magi must have been quite the spectacle to stand out from the crowd. In Jerusalem, the, the wise men began to ask about the king of the Jews. They were told that it had been prophesied that the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem, and the star led them right to the place where Jesus was. And as soon as they saw Jesus, they bowed down and they worshiped him and gave him expensive gifts to show their devotion. You know, when we take a step back from their story, it really boggles the mind. Think about all the details over all the years that God had to orchestrate to make this single moment possible. God put this meeting between Jesus and the Magi together to confirm for us that Jesus was the Messiah, that he was the king, that he was the one who had been predicted to come to Israel for thousands of years. He placed this single star in front of these exact scholars who were educated with just the right knowledge to recognize its significance. He led these same magi on a long and difficult journey, and he protected Jesus from Herod's plot even when he used Herod to lead these same magi to Jesus. God even protected Jesus from Herod by directing the magi to take a different way home. So what do we learn from this? No detail, beloved, is so small that it is out of the notice of God. He is weaving details together in our lives and he's weaving together circumstances even when we can't see what is happening. We can trust that God has a plan and he will accomplish his plan to proclaim his gospel through our lives. Oh, and how I've seen this happen in my life so many times and how I've seen the Lord intricately handle each detail for every adoption, for every trip, and for every issue. I remember one summer when the ministry of Lifeline was in particular financial strain. Giving is always low during the summer months and operations are always slow, but this particular summer was like none other. It was one of the hardest financial challenges I have ever faced through the ministry of Lifeline. One week we we had a very specific need and, and it was due that week and the need was exactly $10,000. My wife Ashley and I had been fasting and praying over this need all week and, and literally did not know where the money would come from. And when the day came and the money was due, the money didn't show up. There was no money to deposit. And and I remember the feeling of, God, uh, did you miss this detail? Did Did you forget to provide? We've been fasting. We've been praying. And so as I was driving home that evening, I cried out to God just as I entered into my neighborhood. I told the Lord, I am desperate. I don't know what to do, but I still trust you. And I know that you can provide this need. You know what, Lord? I'm going to praise you no matter how you answer. But I just need to know that you still hear me. Even if you don't answer this prayer, even if you don't bring forth this detail of the $10,000, Lord, I just need to know that you hear me. Within seconds, My phone vibrated with a text message from a friend. Rich read, I just wanted you to know that the Lord pricked our hearts yesterday to give $10,000. And so last night, we went online to give it. We're praying for you. Oh, tears began to well in my eyes as I turned the corner to my house. Then, what to my wondering eyes? My kids were standing in our front yard. They had been standing in our front yard for 45 minutes holding signs for me, waiting for my time to come home. And the sign said, we love you, Daddy. We are praying for you. And then it said this, God hears you when you pray and God is in control. They had been waiting for 45 minutes. They had prepared for two hours for my arrival home. Oh, beloved, the Lord knew So he had been working in the heart of my friend. He had been working in the heart of my kids. And he had been giving each of them the words that he knew I needed to hear. Brothers and sisters, cry out to God because he hears his children. Beloved, if you are a child of God today, you have the ability and the privilege to cry out to your father. When life is hard, cry out to him because he will listen. And he is in control even of the most minute of details. John Piper says, God is always doing 10,000 things in your life, and you may only be aware of three of them. Oh, how true that is. So today, let's reflect on the story of the wise men worshiping Jesus and celebrate our God who works even in the smallest details to bring about our rescue in Jesus and that he is in work in us to take the news of that rescue to the whole world, that the gospel may be known to the ends of the earth. Thanks for listening to the Defender Podcast Advent Edition. Please visit lifelinechild.org advent to receive a free download of Lifeline's Advent cards and join us as we anticipate the coming of Jesus our Savior.